0: Okay, so it's been a while since the first episode, so here's a quick recap. Alice managed to turn her school's top male soccer team into a mixed-gendered team. A number of boys took issue with this, but were consoled by the fact that no girls were joining. In response, Alice pledged to take the captaincy, which angered Kyle, the captain. But. Immediately after promising to ruin Alice's plans, he was told a second girl had joined. However, and the Santa coach with all this infighting? Well, maybe we should be asking another question. Equality. Is it negotiable? Should it be subjected to compromise or Pursued at any cost. Surely pursuit without consideration for others is the very definition of selfishness. If so, it must be questioned. Can one truly fight for their own interests and equality?
1: I won't be playing in today's game coach did say to come as a substitute but I've only been to one training session so no one would use me I would like to win though so I will be playing in spirit like visualizing the opposition making mistakes and taunting them so they do
0: last I saw you you were adamant about not playing in the mixed team
1: adamant really as I seem to recall I was nothing but the opposite of whatever that definition is
0: grace You had a plan already in progress.
1: Well, I had an adamanthoric epiphany. Is that so? Yes. I was originally worried that joining would put off the boys in the team who did support Alice. But then I realised if all it took was a second girl to end their support, then I shouldn't care for them.
0: Hmm. In a weird way, that actually made sense.
1: When do I not? (laughs) <laughs> Although, that does partially undercut the weight of the decision. Honestly, I was slightly adamantly scared of joining, but sometimes you just have to brace yourself for the backlash you create.
0: Why do you say that?
1: Well, I feel it may have been a wake-up call for some. They might think it's not just Alice anymore, that other girls are joining and therefore positions are less guaranteed. Perhaps they wonder who else may join or when will it all stop. People can act differently when they think like that. That's why I was a little teeny-weeny bit worried.
0: I understand what you're saying, but with just one more girl on the team, how big can this backlash be?
1: Ah, uh, it would make sense. You, you wouldn't know. Know what? Another girl joined.
2: I'm pretty, bad if you're in my way, mine can catch till you hope. Cause I can work, I can coast with the best of them.
0: I can run, get it done like the rest of them. From Cyn Media, this is the Graduates Cup Podcast. I'm Maren Bouillon. And... It's the first game of the season. It's a home game for East Keylor, and today's opponents are from East Oakley College, otherwise known as the Oaks. But before we get into that, as you heard, I spoke to Grace before the match. You may remember her as the person who explained in detail the feud between the boys and the girls. Or maybe you remember her as the eccentric person who nicknamed me Mars for some reason. Whatever the case, the discussion continued further and, honestly, the more we spoke, the more concerned I became about the mixed team. Another girl joined?
1: Yeah, Claire. Besides Alice, she's probably been the most involved person when it came to pressuring ESV. Huh.
0: Are there uh, any more like Claire?
1: I think so, but who knows? Someone may have snuck in without my knowledge.
0: Grace, with two new female members, can you describe to me the backlash after this?
1: Uh, How do I describe it? I've only attended one training session, but it felt kind of hard, almost difficult to even show what I could do. Does that make sense?
0: As in, it was difficult to showcase your skills because those around you are more skilled than you're used to?
1: No, no, no. More like there there was less chemistry in the team, but uh, also more than that.
0: So, in response to your presence, the team has become less cohesive?
1: Sort of, but I felt like it was targeted at me specifically.
0: Were they deliberately hazing you?
1: Oh, it was more subtle than that. Oh, it's hard to describe. Like I said, I've only been to one training so maybe I'm just imagining things. That would not be a first.
0: <laughs> Do you think it'll impact today's game?
1: Funny you mentioned that. Because I was talking to Claire about this and she made some good points. Obviously it's not good for teams to be infighting, but there's one key difference between the official match today and the training ground. Here, there's a common goal. To get to the state tournament, we all need to win. Not just that though, the only people who would jeopardise today's match are those who feel threatened. And let's be real, if you feel threatened at this point in time, you're not going to get a professional contract. You might not even be playing.
0: Well, yeah. If you're not confident your abilities will keep you in a team with only two additional players, you're probably not going to stand out the scouts. Right. So, my question now becomes... Does that account for Kyle?
1: I can see why you might think that, but I doubt he'll retaliate today. Kyle may represent the group, he might be annoyed, but he's also the most talented player in the team, if not the league. If anything, he's the least likely to retaliate. His position is the safest. Think about it, it's not like Alice ever posed a threat to him specifically. Right?
0: To watch the match, I sat next to Grace on the first team bench. Next to her was Brendan Sander, the coach, followed by the remaining substitutes. As you may notice, I felt more concerned about the mixed team than those around me. Especially after the end of the last episode, with both Alice and Kyle promising to oppose each other, I felt as if others weren't taking that conflict seriously enough. However, in retrospect, neither was I. They're taking their starting positions on field as the ref gets the okay from the sideline refs. Looks like Ace
3: Killer will kick off first. What can we expect today Brendan? Hmm. I've given them two main instructions, quick and simple. Quickly play the ball around and use the simple, easy options to find the gaps. I'm relying on the basics today to find our biggest flaws. Out of the players on field, the two you're probably interested in are Alice, who's playing centre midfield, and Claire who's playing left defender.
0: Didn't Claire just join though? Why is she playing on field?
3: I needed a left back.
0: I don't know if anyone's said this to you, but you're very open to ideas that may better the team. I'll take that as a compliment. But the other
3: day, you were also open to Alice competing for the captaincy. Why was that? Those aren’t mutually exclusive, Marin. I thought Alice aiming for the captaincy might force herself and others to work hard and not take anything for granted. A healthy level of competition. Are you worried it might turn unhealthy? I haven't seen any reason to think so.
1: Mars! Stop asking questions and look, our first game's about to start.
0: And we're off. Kyle spins forward, ball at his feet, drills past one, another comes from the right, dodges to the left, and takes a shot over the crossbar.
1: Yeah, nice pressure from the get-go.
0: Goal kick. Although, there doesn't seem to be many options. The goalkeeper kicks long, and it's out.
1: Got the running scared.
0: The ball's up in the air and headed towards Kyle. He snaps it back and goes for a kick! Oof. Off to the right.
1: Swing, batter batter, swing!
0: It's a fiery start to the season.
1: I'd say.
3: Alright, I know it's the first game, but calm down.
0: kill has got the ball again, running along the line. He might have strikers open. He cuts in, drills past one defender and tackled, tackled.
3: Simple now.
0: Passing the defence. He's running up the tide, ready to receive. Oh, oh, wait, no, no pass. Turns around instead and looks around and goes through the centre. You gotta be quicker. Passes it straight to Kyle. He runs up, option forward. He stops for one defender. Dribbles past. Another approaches, tries to get through. Blocked by the defender.
3: You're getting predictable.
0: The killer defence gets the ball. He stops. Turns. Turns again. The the Oaks take it off him. They go up, but stopped by another defender.
3: Lift your heads up, Kealor.
0: Kealor gonna have the ball near the box, covered with defenders. Tries to dribble through, but gets nowhere. I see what you're doing. Car's got time on the ball. Pushes it up. They're open. Open! Clear! Pass! (laughs) Oh, it's a shot. Uh, Nothing. Ah, nothing in the end. They might not have scored yet, but 40 minutes in and Kielo's defence is looking strong. I don't think the Oaks have
3: even had a shot yet. True, but the Oaks are a low-ranked team. Really, we should be several goals up by now. If we can't win today, we don't have a chance at States. That's a little harsh, don't you think? Last year we won 10-0, but unless I do something this year, We've got an issue that'll end our season sooner rather than later. What's that? They don't seem to be listening to me. What makes you say that? Where do I begin? What were my three instructions for today? Uh, quick and... Simple. Quick and simple. Yet some players are dribbling way more often than normal. Not exactly simple now, is it? Normally I'd tell them to look up more and leave it there. But those same players are spending more time than normal holding onto the ball, looking for players to pass to. So
0: they're not quick either?
3: But that doesn't make sense, does it? How can you spend more time looking for people and find fewer options? Is the opposition good at covering players? That crossed my mind, but take a look. Our forwards are often free, yet they've barely received the ball. Instead. A few have decided to take long shots. In fact, players are trying to score goals all by themselves and what does that mean? Players are acting selfishly? And if you're suddenly acting selfishly, that means the worst possible scenario. All of this is deliberate. However, the strangest thing about all of this is none of it's consistent. A player would receive a ball and not perform the obvious one-two overlap but then turn around and do the exact same thing with someone else in a trickier position. What are you saying? I'm almost certain some players are deliberately ignoring my instructions, but only part of the time. The question is, why? Do you have any idea what it might be then? What causes people to act one way during training and another during the match? No. I feel like I'm missing something. Something I've overlooked.
1: Mr. Sander? Yes, Grace? Correct me if I'm wrong, but has Alice touched the ball yet?
0: kill has got the ball again, running along the line. He might have strikers open. He cuts in. Tackled. Tackled. Passing the defense. He's running up the tide, ready to receive. Oh, oh, wait, no. No pass. And co- goes to the centre. The killer defense gets the ball, he stops, turns, turns again, the the oaks take it off him. Car's got time on the ball, pushes it up, they're open, open, clear, pass. (laughs) Oh, it's a shot.
3: Our forwards are often free, yet they've barely received the ball. How can you spend more time looking for people and find fewer options? I'm almost certain some players are deliberately ignoring my instructions but only part of the time. The question is, why? They're trying to win without girls and their supporters. No, surely they couldn't possibly... Oh, it's a goal. Carl's long shot just went
0: straight into the top right corner. Goalkeeper had no chance. 1-0, one goal up. Actually, a wonderful strike. East killer is leading right before halftime. Kyle's walking back to the starting position with a huge grin on
3: his face. Goat! What is it, Alice? Kyle's! Yeah, I know.
2: I was wondering if you could sub on.
3: Don't worry. Subs, warm up while I talk to the team.
2: All of us?
0: with that, the first half ended. The team went into the dressing room to discuss tactics, but just before the next half began, Brendan exited early.
3: Grace, Matthew, David, you're heading on. Grace, you're gonna take Gavin's position in centre-left back. If you get the ball, don't be afraid to move it around. Matthew, You're in his right back. If you've got a clean pass up forward, do it. I want the ball heading down there. David, you're going into the left wing. You're in the best position here to force players to act like a team. So please, actually to all of you, please do so as well.
1: Mr Sander? That's not my normal position.
3: This is why I played 4-4-2, Grace. It's easy to understand. Just play your best and everything will be fine.
0: except it wasn't like most situations forcing change upon people will never happen quite that easily actually according to brendan 20 minutes in and
3: things have gotten worse everything's more chaotic now no one seems to know what to do if anything everyone's become even more selfish
0: and before long I saw what he meant. The Oaks started getting chances. There's confusion. The pass has gone straight between two keel players. Oaks get the ball. He runs it to the edge of the box. Grace is there, but he shoots. Keeper gets a hand to it. Corner for the Oaks. The ball's gone high in the air. Oaks get a head to it straight to the goalkeeper. (laughs) Lucky, that looked pretty decent. Grace looks around, no openings, decides to turn, too late, and Oak Striker snatches it and heads towards the goal. One on one with the keeper, he comes out, shoots it underneath the keeper's arms, and it's just, just off to the side. Oh, that was probably their best chance all game. That was
3: too close. Will you use the same strategy next week? That's naive. What? You asked if I'll use the same strategy when there are students out there pretending to be the coach, so it's naive you think there won't be any consequences.
0: With the whistle blown and neither side scoring in the second half, the result ended with a 1-0 kilo victory. And although there were smiles on some faces, others were bitterly disappointed. None more so than the coach, who well and truly received a message from Kyle and others. We can win without girls. Training over the next week was tense. Saturday's antics had divided players more so than ever before. Now, I could go through some interviews from the time, but there's something else that I think better demonstrates the frustrations felt throughout the week. The weekly school newsletter. As Alice describes, this is something the principal and other staff members write to inform the school community of recent events. I'm going to read an extract recounting the match on Saturday morning. And the streak continues. The first boys soccer team continue the winning streak last year's students left behind, with a wonderstruck goal by Kyle Reuter. So confident was Mr Sander in Kyle's abilities that he introduced new players from the beginning and throughout. With that test passed, they are now better positioned to finish the season on top. I'm told we're 4 victories away from a 2 year winning streak. Good luck boys!
2: You hear that? Absolutely pathetic. No recognition at all.
0: On the plus side, Alice, that's probably not the match you want recognised anyway.
2: But they dismissed us like a handicap. Like we're some sort of hurdle to overcome. Come on.
0: That's the part I don't really get. The school seems to have gone out of their way to imply that. I mean, why?
2: You don't know? Ever since I joined, Parents have been showing up to the principal's office mad that their son is playing in the seconds while girls are in the firsts.
0: So, he's trying to downplay it all for the parents, like, we'll use boys for the important matches.
2: It just pisses me off. Carl can organise a group of boys to ignore more than half the team just to spite me, and he's seen as a saviour. But if I was that selfish, they'd be accusing me. They'd be accusing all the girls of poorly performing.
0: At halftime, it seemed like Kyle wasn't the only one trying to shape the game.
2: I had to! I hadn't touched the ball the entire first half.
0: What were you trying to do?
2: I was going to tell Mr Sander about the rift, but Grace actually got to it first. We thought beforehand that if Mr Sander knew about the feud, he'd attribute it to the girls, which if he did, might have just kicked us off the team. But I also knew that he'd find out eventually So I realised we needed to reveal it to Mr Sander after the boys did something stupid.
0: Are you telling me you knew Kyle would do something?
2: No, 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 but I guess we were prepared for it. After that though, I did try to use it to get Grace into the game. And guess what? Some girls saw Coach put all three of us in the team and decided to join. Now there are six girls in the team. Two of them aren't even in my outside of school team.
0: In one match, you've doubled the number of girls in the team. So in the end, you got the last laugh.
2: Well, you'd think so, but not exactly. Grace and I overheard Kyle talking with some boys from the change room next door. He smeared Coach for putting Claire in after one training session and then subbing Grace, of all people, in at half time. Kyle accused her of almost costing the team the game. He was using Claire and Grace to gather more support for himself.
3: Hmm.
0: In that case, the next day may be even more turbulent.
2: But the thing is, with Grace especially, I don't think she thinks too highly of herself. She was especially worried we would be vilified.
0: I noticed something similar. She said something about preparing for the backlash.
2: Judging by her reaction, I don't think she had. But the point is, she shouldn't have to. She shouldn't need to prepare for something like that. I absolutely loathe how Kyle uses us like that. And I can't let it happen again. Next game, I need to strike back.
0: The next game was against Sunshine High School. And to Alice's surprise, she found herself in a great position to, quote unquote, strike back. As Mr. Sander placed all six girls into the team, Alice, Grace, and Claire were sent straight into the starting 11. A move Mr. Sander clearly intended to say, you're playing with girls, get used to it. And somehow it seemed to work. By the 30 minute mark, There were no long shots, they stopped hogging the ball unnecessarily, and were quickly passing around. For once, a solid team. At least, on the surface.
3: I'm surprised. I was kind of expecting more... Resistance? Yeah. I just didn't fully expect it to work straight away.
0: Alice was playing well too. That striker, um, Scott, I think you said,
3: has made some good plays with her down the left hand side. They're playing better, but I wouldn't say they're at their best. What's stopping them? Hmm. Maybe. their decision making?
0: Throughout the match, Brendan commented about how, at times, through balls weren't being played how passes were needlessly dangerous, and how the ball moved around instead of forward. However, he also mentioned that these were minor gripes. The antics from last game were no longer present, and the scoreline certainly reflected that. By halftime, Alice had scored two goals, whilst Kyle had struck the ball into top right corner just as the whistle blew, making it a staggering 3-0. However, After the break, Brendan noticed something strange starting
3: to happen. Is that Grace near the right-hand line? I believe it is. I know that's where she traditionally plays, but... Get back in your position, Grace! What the hell? Alice, stay in the middle! The team's clumping together around the ball. There's no space. What's changed all of a sudden? Hold back! Stay where you are! What in the world is going on? What is it? They're mixing their positions.
0: And after a few more plays along the right wing, Mr Sander suddenly got serious.
3: Subs, start warming up. What? Has something happened? They still seem to be playing well. Exactly. They've learned whose side everyone is on. Sorry, I, I, I don't follow. How many teams do you see on the pitch? Two? Well, I see three. One opposition and two East Keylor teams. They now know who to trust. Is that even possible? Have you noticed? In the first half, Kyle passed only along the right whilst Alice focused left. But it seems to be working. We're riding on the coattails of talent, but not for much longer. Why? Because Alice has decided to shift her team right. Okay. Olivia, Sophie, Chase, you're up. Olivia, you're replacing Grace as centre-left back. If you get the ball, pass it. Don't just boot it to safety or the left-hand side. Sophie, you'll be replacing Claire. Imagine a line from penalty spot to penalty spot. Do not, under any circumstance, cross that line. Chase, you're heading into the right wing. You're very good with those long balls. I want you to use that to get it to the left-hand side. What I do not want is for this team to acclimatize themselves to this style of play. And I'm getting sick of people disobeying me. Listen, I'm trying to disrupt this rhythm. But so help me. If any of you even think about disobeying these orders, this will be the last match you ever play with us. Do I make myself clear? Yes. Yes. Good, now notify the ref. You're attempting to disrupt the play?
0: I can't let them enter a groove. You understand that that means coaching against your own team.
3: Marin, where did I tell Claire to play? Uh, I think it was left back. Explain to me then, how did Sunshine just score so easily from there?
0: With the addition of the new recruits along the wings and a new striker, the flow was definitely disrupted. Players resorted to their antics from last game. Selfish hogging, dribbles and long shots. The subs were all new to the firsts not exactly accustomed to this unusual team dynamic. But through all this, the game ended 3-1. Before the first training session after Saturday's match, Brendan read to me this week's school newsletter.
3: A strong victory by the East Keelor First Boys team Kyle Reuter once again puts one away to cup off a stunning victory. Under the development regime of Mr. Sander, let's see just how far they can go once the weights are off. Can East Killer once again become the best team in Victoria? We certainly think so. Ugh, that's not even subtle. How am I possibly meant to get these kids working together when even the principal calls it a boys' team? And when you think about it,
0: Alice actually won the match. Without her, it would have been a draw.
3: We're less than one month away from two years of straight victories. God, I want that. But I'm starting to suspect some students would rather lose than win as a mixed team. Lately, I've been under pressure by the principal, parents and students to not use girls and now, I'm forced to take action. There are always consequences when people try and act as a coach. What's worse? Kyle happened to mention a rather peculiar rumour floating around our practice games. Maren, you've been documenting our team quite extensively lately. I even suspect you knew more about the infighting than you let on. So tell me, honestly. Was Alice deliberately tearing the team apart?
0: Later, Brennan sat everyone on the floor, whilst he stood in front, unhappy. And for a while, that's all he did. Stand, contemplate, but after a long pause and a deep sigh, he began his speech.
3: The last few games have been horrid. What should have been easy victories turned into a slog. Honestly. We're battling ourselves more than anyone else. Hardly team-like and simply disrespectful to our opponents. Do you think you can play like that with everyone? I've learned as of recently that people have been holding grudges and forming rivalries against one another. This needs to stop. I chose this team because I believe this is the best squad we have. But perhaps that's not enough. Unfortunately, I've come to realize that. Students, parents, and even the principal have been speaking to me continuously over the last few weeks. As a result, I've decided to make some changes to the team. The following people will no longer be involved in the first mixed team. Howie Hung Cody Maynard John Setty Matthew Ho Callan Brimo, Grenville Rust, Mackenzie Ruddenstein, Chase Wonderstock, David Rozovic, Yami Yamasaki, Patrick Margets, Jeremy Pacali, Scott Tran, Kyle Reuter. What the hell? You just kicked all the boys of the team. That's right. Boys will no longer be playing in the first team. Please make your way to the second's training ground. What the hell, coach? This is a boys' team. Can I get guys off the boys'
2: soccer team? Hey, What did I ever do? Coach, you can't do this. What did
0: I ever
3: do? Sander, what is this? Can't actually do that. That's cool.
0: The Graduates' Cup is a Sin Media podcast and could not have been created without the help of Creative Victoria, The Community Broadcasting Foundation, Madeline Plum, Rachel Alford, Pat Chirico, Ron Kurtz, Andrew Duncanson, Crystal Roxas, Patrick Farnan, Michael Huang, Lindsay Green, John Chia. So in the time between the first and second episode, the Women's World Cup not only began, but also ended. (laughs) I'd just like to say congratulations to the US team, Uh, you played remarkably and you deserve every bit of that trophy. I'd also like to congratulate the Matildas, who made it to the knockout stage of the tournament, which is no easy feat. And also congratulations to Sam Kerr, who just recently won the SB for International Player of the Year for a second time in a row. Just a huge accomplishment. If you want to keep up to date with the Graduates' Cup podcast, you can visit us at our Facebook page, The Graduates' Cup. You can also visit us at my own personal YouTube channel, Marination. That's M-A-R-I-N, Nation. Where we'll be uploading subtitled versions of The Graduates' Cup podcast. Thank you for listening, and... Until next time.